0: A special counsel declined to charge President Biden in a classified documents probe, but raised questions about his age and memory. That's where we'll start The Seven from The Washington Post. I'm Hannah Jewell. It's Friday, February 9th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. The 345-page special counsel report was released by the Justice Department yesterday. It marks the end of an investigation that has hung over the president's head for more than a year. It said that the evidence wasn't strong enough to charge Biden for keeping classified documents and notebooks at his home and sharing them with a ghostwriter after his vice presidency ended in 2017. But the report was not all good news for the president. Part of special counsel Robert K. Hur's reasoning for not charging him was because, as he put it, Biden is a, quote, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. The report described how Biden struggled to recall key dates in his life in interviews for the probe, that includes when he was vice president and when his son, Bo passed away from cancer. These details prompted an angry response from the president yesterday. He called a news conference and criticized Robert K. Hur. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, wasn't any of their damn business. As the 2024 presidential race continues, these new details could fuel Republican attacks against Biden over his mental fitness. Number two. The Supreme Court seems likely to let Trump remain on Colorado's ballot. At a historic hearing yesterday, justices considered whether Colorado's top court was correct to disqualify the former president over his role in the January 6, 2021, attack on the Capitol. Justices from across the ideological spectrum expressed their concerns about that ruling. They questioned whether a single state should be able to disqualify the leading Republican candidate from running for president. Here's Justice Elena Kagan expressing her concern about that idea. Why should a single state have the ability to make this determination not only for their own citizens but for the rest of the nation? The justices now have to decide whether to reverse the Colorado ruling. It appears that they could reach a unanimous or near-unanimous decision to do so. And if they do reverse it, it would mean Trump can continue his presidential run. Trump got another step closer to clinching the Republican nomination last night. He won the Nevada caucuses after facing virtually no opposition. You can hear a lot more about the Supreme Court's deliberations on the Post's afternoon news podcast, Post Reports. Number three. Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin failed to live up to the hype. The former Fox News host aired his interview with the Russian president yesterday on his streaming platform, but Putin barely let Carlson get a word in as he spoke for two hours about Russian history, NATO, and more. By the end of the interview, Putin had made it clear that he has no intention of ending his brutal war against Ukraine. And in Ukraine yesterday, President Volodymyr Zelensky replaced his top military commander— It's a risky shakeup that is likely to be unpopular with troops worn down by nearly two years of war. And the changeup comes as frontline Ukrainian infantry units are reporting an acute shortage of soldiers. Number four. President Biden said Israel's military conduct in Gaza has been over the top. Biden made the comments yesterday. They were remarkable for being his sharpest rebuke yet of Israel. Biden has been reluctant to criticize Israel's military campaign in Gaza since the outbreak of this war in October, despite rising pressure from his party to do so. He also spoke in stark terms about the suffering of Palestinians in Gaza. He said that a lot of innocent people are starving. Biden also said that he's pushing for a ceasefire deal to release Israeli hostages and get humanitarian assistance into Gaza. Number five. A La Niña weather pattern could change the world's weather later this year. La Niña is basically the opposite of El Niño. That's the weather pattern which helped to push the planet to record warmth last year. It also recently fueled deadly fires in South America and extreme rain in California. Yesterday, forecasters said El Niño is running out of steam and could be replaced by La Niña by around August. If that happens, it could temporarily slow rapid global warming. But it could also cause dry conditions for Southern California and the Southwest and could encourage destructive Atlantic hurricane seasons. So there's sure to be more wild weather on the way. Number six. The Super Bowl will deliver drama both on and off the field on Sunday. Super Bowl 58 will feature the Kansas City Chiefs, who won the big game last season. They'll be playing the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco had the league's most efficient offense during the regular season, but the Chiefs have proven that they can succeed against strong attacks. And with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, the Chiefs are impossible to count out. But as usual, the Super Bowl is more than just a football game. The expensive commercials sometimes steal the show. And this year, Usher is performing the halftime show, and Post Malone and Reba McIntyre will sing before kickoff. But they could be overshadowed by another musician. The biggest star at the game will be Taylor Swift, if she makes it. She's expected to fly in from her tour in Japan to cheer on her boyfriend, Chief's tight end Travis Kelsey. Kickoff in Las Vegas is set for 6:30 p.m. Eastern. You can watch all the action on the field and in the stands on CBS. And at number seven: Thousands of people have been watching two bald eagles protecting their eggs. The eagles are called Shadow and Jackie. They live in Southern California's San Bernardino Mountains, and they may not know it, but they're famous streamers. A live stream of their nest has a following of more than 241,000 people on YouTube, and this week, the action has been gripping. Viewers have been watching in fascination as the two eagles protected their three eggs as a storm dumped several inches of snow on their home. Jackie was seen sitting in the snow-filled nest for 62 hours until she flew away for a break and let Shadow take a turn. And if all goes well, their fans should see some baby eagles soon. The eggs are expected to hatch on February 29th, which is Leap Day. We're rooting for you, Jackie. Don't forget to find some time for yourself. That's the show for this week. The assistant producer of The Seven is Taylor White. The staff writers are Jamie Ross and me, Hannah Jewell. John Taylor is our editor. Additional editing by Christina Quinn. Copy editing by Francis Moody and Melissa No. Mixing and sound design is by Jim Briggs and Justin Garrish. Our theme music is by Edith Mudge. Our director of audio is Renina Jablonski. I'm Hannah Jewell. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. I'll meet you back here on Monday.